temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We are just removed from the Super Bowl. We've left Las Vegas. Most everyone associated with the Super Bowl has left, although not everyone, including our guest on this edition of the show. But before we get to him... We need to know what's your next big thing in sports because there's a host of options as we head toward the late winter and spring. I dare not mention spring. Right now we're getting blasted with snow in my neighborhood and I'm here for it. I love the snow. Back just in time for a big old, uh, good old Big, see, I get all flustered. For a good old-fashioned nor'easter. Those are my favorite, my mom's favorite when we were growing up. We were always talking about nor'easters in Connecticut, or Connecticut, excuse me, in Concord, New Hampshire. All right, I'm going to stick to not talking about snow because for some reason it gets me all flustered. <laughs> so on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page too, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, What is your next big thing in sports? And we'll continue. We've got stories from Vegas, the Vegas vibes, uh, our adventures with Chicago Johnny and a big brunch. But this is still about the Chiefs in the spotlight. And we are pleased to welcome from Las Vegas, Danon Hughes, who's a former Chiefs wide receiver himself, as well as the longtime radio analyst with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio Network. Dana, this is the third one in five years. This is fairly rarefied air for football teams, though it's right on the heels of the Patriots dynasty. But I want to know, how is this Super Bowl title different? So I would say, you know, I've been asked the question about which one is more closer to my heart. I'd say the first Super Bowl against the Niners, if you remember, Super Bowl 54, where we beat the Niners. Uh, the first time we faced them, I feel like because of the drought that we had from not only Super Bowls, but from playoff wins, uh, that one was more closer to my heart. But if you're talking about impressive, this one was more impressive to me because of what, how we got here. The fact that we, you know, we had a, a league-leading drops and 38 drops by our wide receivers and tight ends, and Patrick Mahomes didn't necessarily have the most efficient season. Uh, but yet we were able to kind of correct things. After losing to the Raiders on Christmas Day, everything else kind of came into place in the right time. But I feel like this one is the more impressive feat. Uh, when you add in the fact that he had to go to Buffalo on the road, even though he got criticized for not playing a playoff road game when he was never eligible to play a playoff road game, uh, and then going to Baltimore and then doing the same against that highly vaulted team defense as well. Like, I feel like this one was the more impressive feat going, what, 74 minutes and 57 seconds to win a Super Bowl uh, made it one of the most epic Super Bowls 
of all time. I'm sitting here, my cousin, who's a Niners fan, oh. Melissa, she's throwing lemons at me as we're sitting <laughs> at the in, the in the hotel here because she's still upset. But, Amy, you know how you, you're not upset at the Super Bowl? is when you win. When you win, you're not upset. I'm not upset at all. You're not throwing lemons when you win. No. Right. Okay. So, Danon, it didn't really seem like they found much of a rhythm, maybe through the first two-thirds of the season. So when did it change? I don't know if there was a specific time on the field where it changed, but I will tell you that it changed with the mindset. And I want to go back to, and I want to say it was right around that Raiders game, where I feel like that was like a crossroads time for this entire team, not just the wide receivers. But what specifically happened towards the latter part of the season is that Patrick Mahomes stood at the podium and he was asked about the inefficiencies of the wide receivers and the drops and how it affected him. And I thought, when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, you wonder, okay, how can this kid get any better? And to me, what he showed this year was how he got better was maturity and leadership. Because when he stood at the podium and he took on that question, he specifically said, you know what, I get it. You guys see what happens on Sundays, Mondays, and occasional Thursdays. You see, you see the draw, and I understand some of the criticism. But I see the work. I see what these guys do Monday through Saturday in preparation for games. I see the, the commitment that they have to, to their craft. And because of that, not because of the end result that we're all frustrated with, but because of that work, and that commitment, they're always going to get opportunities from me. They're always going to have opportunities for, um, for passes from me. I'm not going to uh, go away from them. And we, we've been through the times in the NFL where we've heard the stories of the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning's and other great quarterbacks where if a guy dropped the ball, they would never see the ball again. Right. We've seen some of the old-school coaches that cut guys because they fumbled or dropped balls. And I thought it was – so, such a, a mature position from a young player in Patrick Mahomes where he said, you know what, I'm trusting these guys. Even if you guys don't, I see what the work they put in and therefore they're always going to have my support. And then lo and behold, how do we win the game in Baltimore? A pass to Marquez Valdez-Scanling who's had you know, some significant drops this season. The two scores in the Super Bowl, Amy, go to MVS and McCole Hardman right. who was a cast-off from the Jets. So when you talk about how did you get to this point and how you're able to hoist that Lombardi trophy, it, it, it starts with Patrick Mahomes, or at least that's one of the, the key components, and it, and, it, and it starts at the trust factor and the, the maturity factor that really is impressive to me. Danon Hughes is with us from Las Vegas, soaking up a few more hours before he heads back to Kansas City. <laughs> Former Chiefs wide receiver himself and longtime member of the radio broadcast, along with Mitch Holtis. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. A lot was made of the, we'll call it the conversation, the strongly worded conversation between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. And Kelsey did bump his coach. It almost seemed like Andy lost his balance. Why is that not a big deal for those two? Because they're both downplaying it. Yeah, I'd say this. The relationship that they have is different than maybe what people may perceive from the outside or assume. And then also the regard and respect that we've seen. So, when you have Travis Kelsey and he's been around this, this team, this organization for so long, and Andy Reid and the 11 years that he's been here, like you have to you have to weigh that as a factor in any kind of dust-up or any kind of conversation or whatever you may deem it to be because we all have families, we all have friendships, we all have relationships that 
uh, had there been a camera in the face of us <laughs> with any of those that we've had for 10 plus years, you probably would see some similar reaction. So I feel like uh, because it's on camera, it's blown up. But you also have to recognize that there's a regard and respect that he has. I mean, you go back to the story about why Kansas City even drafted Travis Kelsey and, and Jason Kelsey being a factor in that uh, and Andy Reid coming from Philadelphia and drafting Jason and then talking to Jason about whether he should draft Travis. There's a lot more meat on the bone than just what we see on an occasional dust-up on the sidelines. So I feel like, like, yeah, because we see it, it should be talked about. But I think also you have two guys that are very transparent. They're not cliche guys. Andy Reid is very transparent. Travis Kelsey with his podcast, very transparent. Like, we should believe them and what they say. At the, the hottest, most heated, heated moment uh, uh, and the most important game of their careers, like, sometimes those things happen. As a former player, I recognize it, and I don't, I don't necessarily put a lot of stock into it. Andy is now the oldest coach in the NFL, obviously at the top of his profession with the third ring as a head coach in five years, not to mention going back to his coordinator and assistant coach days and how successful he's been. His coaching tree is incredibly successful as well around the league. John Harbaugh being one of those Mm -hmm. guys. Why does it still work for him with so many young athletes at 65 years old? You know what? I think it's just about a, a regard and a respect. Uh, I've always said, and you can take this to the bank, Amy, when you watch, a lot can be said about a coach, not from the X's and O's, but from the post-game handshake. Watch how coaches interact with other coaches at the handshake, and that will tell you a lot about their integrity. It will tell you a lot about the character, and it will tell you a lot about the regard and respect that they have. And to a man, to a game, to a coach, you look through Andy's career, there's never a cold handshake. There's never uh, altercation. There's never anything bitter that happens at midfield, whether we win or lose or whether he has won or lost. That tells you about the regard that he has around the league. And I feel like not a lot of coaches recognize that. They don't recognize that importance. Uh, maybe they get caught up in the emotion of the game. But Andy is steady. And I feel like that re- respect that he's garnered from other coaches or within that NFL community tells a lot about him. So when you have coordinators like Matt Nagy that goes away to the Chicago Bears, tries to live his dream as a head coach, doesn't do well, but has a regard and respect, didn't leave any crazy uh, circumstances and comes back, and now he's able to win another Super Bowl with this organization. We've heard those different stories. Players like McCole Hardman, going to the Jets and then being welcomed back and making a key play in the Super Bowl. Like, there's so much that you can say about Andy Reid as a person, and I think that makes him such a great coach is because players recognize that. I'm a former player. I recognize how you act at, the, at midfield with other coaches. I recognize what you say at the podium during the week as you prepare for games. I recognize if you're a guy that says, hey, don't give anybody bulletin board material uh, as a player, but then you go out and you say something crazy uh, on the podium and you uh, are conflicting yourself. So with that being said, I just feel like Andy carries himself as a, as a true pro and players recognize that and want to follow that kind of leadership. 
Damien Hughes is with us from Las Vegas, generally the home of the Raiders, but right now uh, the home of the Super Bowl champions. Well, at least they made it their home on Sunday night. It's after hours on CBS Sports well, Radio. Well, Amy, Amy, we, we've actually made this our home for the last four years. I mean, this is Arrowhead West. We, we've won all the games out here. We took over their facility. We win the first postseason game in their facility before they have. Got to smoke cigars and pop champagne in their <laughs> locker room. I feel like there's going to be a renaming of this facility uh, by the end of the year. It probably should be Arrowhead West. I remember when I went to the first Super Bowl that went into overtime, what it felt like inside the stadium and what you see inside the stadium is so different than what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. So how much of, say, the halftime show, Usher, did you get to see and some of the other elements that kind of dress up the Super Bowl? It's good for me because from the radio perspective, doing the, the Chiefs radio network and broadcasting the game, once halftime hits, I'm done. I, like, I got a break. The nice. longer I run to the bathroom and, and get a quick bite to eat, I can sit there and be a fan during halftime. So got a chance to see Rihanna last year. Got a chance to see Usher this year. Yeah, I live it up during the game. I get, I get the blessing of both worlds where I can be – Uh, a broadcaster of the game and a fan of the game, but then also a complete fan of the halftime and the amazing halftime performances that we get to see. So I'm a huge Usher fan anyway, so Mm. it was fun to watch. He was. He was a lot of fun, great energy, and seems like every song people are singing out loud, at least in my living room. I don't know about (laughs) in the stadium. (laughs) Have to ask you about the Chiefs' defense and the success this year because Patrick mentioned it on Sunday where the Super Bowl itself was really a microcosm of their entire season. Defense leading the way and taking the lead early on, keeping them in the game until the offense settled into a rhythm. Why was that defense so successful this season? If you would have had me on your show back in July or August, and I would have said, you know, Amy, Patrick Mahomes is going to be healthy this entire season. Travis Kelsey is going to be healthy this entire season. We're going to have Chris Jones uh, on the field and uh, healthy Isaiah Pacheco. With all that on the offense and the firepower that we have returning, the story of this team's defense, the story of this team's success and getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl is going to be a defense. You'd have probably either slapped me or had me <laughs> tested for drugs, right? But the fact remains is that that's how we got here. The consistency and the strength of this defense. To me, you can make an argument that the defensive MVP of this team is a second-year pro in Trent McDuffie. What he was able to do opposite LeJarrius Sneed, who's, to me, a bona fide all-pro and should be uh, that listed as the number one lockdown corner in the league. And then we're still talking about Chris Jones and another second-year guy in George Karloftis who tied for the sack lead uh, on the season. So young talent on defense, Steve Spagnolo being able to create different concepts and game plans to, to confuse guys. Like, you watch that Baltimore Ravens game, Lamar Jackson was confused. You watch the, the Buffalo Bills game in the playoffs, Josh Allen was uncomfortable and confused, even in this Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, as good as he can be and as good as he's been in his two short years and how he's been able to uplift this Niners team, didn't look very comfortable in the pocket holding on to the ball because of Steve Spagnuolo and his defense and the young talent that we had. So Patrick Mahomes recognizes that. We all recognize that, that the offense didn't necessarily have the best year overall. They were able to come through at different times, but the story – has been this defense. How about this stat, Amy? Leading into the Super Bowl, 
the last eight games played by the Chiefs in the second half of those games, our defense averaged giving up four points. Whoa. Four points. When you've got Patrick Mullins and Travis Kelsey, and whether you're a team trying to come back from a deficit or trying to hold on to a lead against this offense, you average four points with several teams not scoring a point in the second half. That is truly amazing. I think second half and overtime, there were a total of nine points scored by the Niners. You're still, you're still in a positive situation that's sub-double digits overall. So the defense has definitely been the story of the season. I love the leadership of Chris Jones this year. He, it seems like he's had the time of his life, number one. But number two, the you know he and the, the team coming to an agreement and being mm-hmm. able to settle the financial issues. And then I think one of my favorite moments of the Chiefs season was when he got his sack number for his incentive. And the entire yeah. sideline <laughs> is dancing with him and congratulating yeah. him. Yeah, he's been such a driving force for them this season. Well, you know what's cool? And going back to Andy Reid, like it could have been very easy for the Chiefs organization, the Chief Kingdom, the fans to hold a huge grudge against Chris Jones. I've never seen, and I gave him some criticism early in the season on my radio show in Kansas City about, like, it's one thing to hold out. I played with guys. I played six years in the NFL. I played with guys that held out, uh, wanted contract renegotiations, wanted new contracts, et cetera. But I've never, ever a player show up to a game, sit in the suite while holding out. That's usually like basketball. That's like like what you see in the NBA or something. You don't ever see that in the NFL where a guy that's actively holding out for a contract that's under contract, opting not to come to training camp and not to go through the preseason, then then just happen to show up and sit in the booth with his agent at opening night. Like that doesn't happen. And that could have easily been a situation where the organization said, you know what? Uh, this guy is not part of our culture. This guy, will use him for what we use him for, and that's it. And there would have been some disdain, maybe some, some backbiting, but that didn't happen. What they did is embrace him in week two, and I feel like Chris Jones recognized that love and recognized that what his contribution meant to this team, and that's part of why we got to another Super Bowl. One more thing before I let you go, Danon, because the Chiefs are the last to reach the offseason, but it is, in fact, now the offseason, and quickly attention will turn to what's next. What are the major questions for Kansas City in this next couple months? What should be the beverage of choice at the parade <laughs> on Wednesday? Um, no, I mean, honestly, I'd say, you know what, you probably have to think about the receivers. Marquez Valdez-Scanling signed a three-year $30 million deal prior to last season, so he'll be going into his last season. Are you going to stick with him? You got Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie, so he's under contract, so you don't have to worry about what your number one receiver is. Travis Kelsey's getting a little longer in the tooth, even though he said he's looking forward to next year in his post-game uh, uh, talk on the stage with Jim Nance. Uh, so I feel like uh, Chris Jones is a decision that has to be made. It's a free agent. Legereus Sneed is a free agent. Willie Gay Jr., a free agent. Uh, there's some decisions that have to be made on the defensive side and offensive side uh, that I, I feel like the business side of the Chiefs organization are going to be focused on. But, like, we've been spoiled. We've gone to four Super Bowls in right. five years and now have won three. Like, we've been spoiled. So I feel like whatever decision that they make, Brett Beach can make – Brett Beach cannot make a bad decision. Like, we have to finally give him his, his props. We have to give him his flowers and recognizing – the talent that 
that he assembles, whether it's through the draft or free agency, it's top shelf. So we're going to lean on him. And in Brett, in Brett Beach, we trust, Amy. That's where we're going. It's great to catch up with Danon always, especially when he's so happy. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at DAHughesGuy83, former Chiefs wide receiver himself, a member of the Chiefs radio network. Some awesome photos from Sunday and the weekend on his Twitter. Well, congratulations and thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Thank you, Amy. Great being on with you as always. Go Chiefs. I suppose if you win, you can withstand lemon tossing from your cousin. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad Danon is able to spend some time with family and now unwind a bit because even as a member of the broadcast team, especially with the Chiefs these days, everybody wants interviews and wants your time and wants uh, a piece. And for him to take away from his time with his cousin, uh, is we really, really appreciate that he did that while he's still there in Vegas unwinding a bit. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, if you missed it, we're asking you your next big thing in sports, post-football, your next big thing. And if you say the combine, we cannot be friends. I need a break from football. I won't get a break from football, but I would like a break from football. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. John is in Las Vegas. We can't wait to get there. John, what do you think? Let me tell you something, Amy. You want to have fun in Vegas? I'm your guy. You think you're going to want to go to the Mob Museum? Yes. I am the greeter at the Mob Stop it! Stop it! You're a greeter? I am Chicago Johnny. That's money. I will definitely be there. They gave you a personal tour. I got a nice electric chair that you can sit in. You sit in it, you pull the lever, and it electrocutes you. It's so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like this is going to be a personalized experience now. Jackpot. They make their own moonshine. (laughs) 
It's not 80 poof. It's 80 poof. Jay, should we be drinking moonshine at noon? I promise you, I'm not going to let you down. You're going to love it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. It was quite an experience, my first time ever in Vegas. And coming up at the top of next hour, so about 35 minutes from now, we'll go through some of our adventures. People still asking about our meals and the Mob Museum and where we decided to adventure and explore on Friday. And that's after Jay went to the airport. Bob and I were tooling around being tourists for a day and a half It was great. The weather had cleared up by the weekend. It was absolutely gorgeous, especially at the Hoover Dam, which is where we went Saturday morning, and then all the way through Lake Mead National Park uh, and hiking, too. I told you we were going to Red Rock Canyon. We actually decided to pivot and go somewhere completely different, and I am so glad we did. Anyway, adventure stories coming up top of the hour, plus what we did not get to do while we were in Vegas And I know many of you sent posts and kind words and responded to our pictures and kept telling us to have a wonderful time. Do this, do this, do that, do that. It's just not possible. I wish I could explain to you. I know this sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm really not. Uh, We work all afternoon. Have to choose the first couple of days. I had to choose between sleep and and eating. Uh, I didn't have a real meal in Vegas until Thursday evening. So I was there from Tuesday, Wednesday on into Thursday. When Bob showed up on Thursday evening, he insisted on going to get me an actual meal uh, in the hotel room. But it's a nap here, back to work overnight, right? And we had to get off site from the hotel, so we weren't walking to our Vegas affiliate, we had to get a car and there's that many people in the city. There's traffic to navigate, work until three, get back at three 30, try to be organized, sleep a couple hours. And really it wasn't more than four hours at a shot. Any night that I slept, get up, get ready, prep for more interviews, get back to radio row, spend six hours there and do the whole thing all over again. And so as much as you all had incredible recommendations for us. I had one, two, two meals outside of the hotel, two meals in the hotel. One that just was, came from a food court. And so it didn't really have a huge opportunity to eat a lot of food. Um, And I went to Starbucks more than I went to any other place, but it was worth it. It was worth it for the work. It was worth it for the conversations, the interviews, certainly getting to experience Radio Row again with the connections and the networking that we're able to do. Some awesome, awesome guests that we had. My family is enamored of the whole Bobby Flay experience. And then the Thunderbird Pilots, still awesome. One of my favorite moments. My mom loved the interview as well. She sent it to the rest of the family Uh, And so it's been really neat to just know that the work we did was worth running on empty for a bunch of days. But yeah, not more than four hours of sleep at any, any day last week. 
Uh, and so, to, and in fact, after taking the red eye home and arriving back in the New York area on Sunday morning, I slept 90 minutes on Sunday before watching the Super Bowl, taking all my notes and coming to work. Uh, so as much as it sounds like it's just a big old vacation, it is not. It is not a vacation. It's a lot of work. Uh, I'm glad it's in the rearview mirror. It always takes about a year to recover. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. And Jay tells me that our Mob Museum tour guide, Chicago Johnny, is on the phone. How are you, my friend? Good evening, Amy. It was so great to meet you and Jay (laughs) and and your husband, Bob. I mean, it was so much fun. And I hope uh, you had as much fun as I did. We did. We absolutely adored the opportunity to see the Mob Museum through your eyes. And so thank you for the personalized tour and just allowing us to experience and read and watch the videos and and making sure we didn't miss any of the critical points. The only thing, I was sad that you had to leave. I knew you had to to get to an appointment. The only thing that we didn't do that we realized after the fact is that we didn't have a chance to go through the live crime scene exhibit so that's the the one thing and we didn't realize it till after we were gone uh jay was on a tight schedule so we had to leave not long after you did but yeah i would like to get back there and do the live crime scene well i promise you the next time you come back there we're gonna put you in the firearms we're gonna have you in the crime scene and then i'm taking you down for the uh, moonshine tasting. I don't think that's my jam. However, I would like to do the firearms training. That sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah, it was awesome. We took up so much of your time, but you were very gracious. Thank you. It was my pleasure. But let me tell you something. There's, There's so much more that I can show you. I know all about this town. I... I want to show you Las Vegas, Chicago Johnny style. And I promise you... You'll have a time of your life. <laughs> and I wanted, and I, I'm very sorry, I forgot that you were right down in Fremont Street. I wanted you to go and see Circa, the uh, hotel casino, the world's largest uh, screen to watch a football game <laughs> or sporting events. It's unbelievable. You will not believe how big it is. But I want to take you to the uh, twin dueling piano bar. You will absolutely love that. Mm. And, yeah, there were so then, many. There were so many places we did not get to go, and so it was essentially twelve hours on the strip and a bunch of touristy stops on the strip on Friday, uh, including the Mob Museum. And then on Saturday, Jay was already gone. Jay left on Friday afternoon, but on Saturday, yeah. my husband and I we did all of the nature and hiking and and uh, sites outside of Vegas. So we were gone. We left Las Vegas on oh gosh Saturday morning around. 8 a.m., and we spent the entire day driving out in the mountains and the national parks wow. and hiking. Yeah, that was it was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. Well, I give you my promise. The next time you come <laughs> back here, you're going to do the crime lab. You're going to do the firearms, and we'll even get you back on the electric, electric chair. And uh, <laughs> we get you to do that again. And uh, there's so much I want to, you know, I want to take you. And then I'm going to take you to a nice authentic Italian restaurant, Batista's <laughs> Hole in the Wall. I guarantee you, you will love that. Yeah, so, I'm, I heard a lot of people say that it's really good. But like really I was is. just mentioning, we didn't even have time. I didn't do one sit-down meal until Friday brunch. The rest, it was like, I two quick 
grab and goes and no sit down meals until Friday at brunch. That was it. We were we were pretty hungry most of the time that we were there. I was tired of eating goldfish and other snacks. I'll tell you that much. Did you get to see the uh, sphere all lit up? Oh yeah, of course. You couldn't miss it from anywhere in Las Vegas. The sphere was incredible. That is something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just so great to meet you guys. Cause I, I listen to you every day. Thank and you. it was very nice to uh, to meet you guys. And I look forward to getting back together with you. <laughs> what I'd like to do, uh, after I'm done talking with you, I'd like to talk to Jay. I want to <laughs> give him my cell phone number. And that way you guys stay in touch with me. When you, guys, when you guys come back, we're going to take care of things. I'm going to show you Las Vegas, Chicago, Johnny style. Oh, well, and I maybe you- Jay will be back soon. Jay, you're going to head back to Vegas soon? If I'm going to see no. Chicago Johnny style, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I want to be off off the uh, off the record. I want to give him my phone number. Off I the give record, you guys yeah. my phone number. Well, and thank right. you for the hats. Oh, I had no idea you had your own line of style. And uh, Amy, I, my Chicago not, Amy hat is bright orange. Not everybody gets those hats. I don't just pass those out to <laughs> anybody. So, and like I told you, anybody bothers you. You just call Chicago Johnny and forget about it. (laughs) All right. Thank you, sir. We, again, we appreciate it so much. It was so much fun to meet you. Thank you. Great. I'm glad you had a good time. And so good to see us. And I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah. I'd like to give Jay my my cell phone number. I'm sure Jay will be happy to stay in touch. Okay. Thank you very much. And nice meeting you. (laughs) Thank you. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We did sit in an old wooden electric chair. I actually was a little nervous there would be some type of uh, electricity that that went through it as a current, but there was not. It was just a wooden plank. However, oh, and there was this awful light, like a really bright, harsh light bulb above the chair. And so all of the photos that were taken make you look as though you're already a corpse, just the way that light was shining down. But yeah, he was a lot of fun. He has his own line of hats, his own style line. And he asked me my favorite color before I got there and had a special Chicago Amy hat that (laughs) was printed and available for me, uh, which was really cool. And so we had fun. Uh, his his friend and driver was pulling him away at the end, and he just did not want to leave. Uh, it was it was uh, ninety minutes. I'm not. I can't remember exactly when Jay got there. Jay got there a little bit later, um, but we were able to see two and a half floors of the Mob Museum, and it was fascinating. Two and a half. How big is the museum? It's three stories plus the basement. So it was incredible. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And just realizing the ties between Hollywood and the mob and those the St. Valentine's Day massacre with the blood, the actual blood still on the brick wall. They've reassembled. They picked up the bricks. They've reassembled the wall the way that it was made back then. And the actual blood and the forensics that helped them identify all the dead mobsters. It was pretty awesome. Hmm. No such thing as the mob, though. Oh, no. Mob, <laughs> mafia. No. The establishment. No. No. It's all a dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. All lies. <laughs> well, the museum is pretty impressive, dedicated to all lies for three and a half stories. And the speakeasy downstairs was fun. Downstairs was fun. There were a lot of photos. So the the rise of the mob happened during... 
prohibition really became powerful during prohibition because instead of doing their underground, you know, for smuggling and that kind of thing, then it became about alcohol, which was infinitely more popular. So money laundering and drugs before that, but once alcohol was not legal for a short time, well, then mm-hmm. it it became a big business for the mob to move alcohol underground. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> you need to go visit the museum <laughs> and get an edumacation, an edumabmacation. All right, so top of the hour, we'll have the stories for you. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, thank you so much for all of your tweets. Uh, and then, as well, your Facebook messages. You've got our YouTube channel. If you don't, you better subscribe because Jay has been working on a montage video uh, that he wants to share from our time in Las Vegas, and we'll get to those stories uh, straight ahead. In the spirit of what are we most looking forward to next and what's your next big thing, Shohei Otani had BP on Monday and was talking about how he felt, how he's feeling this coming year with the Dodgers. Good to hear from him as a precursor to the spring training and the cactus and grapefruit leagues. And boy, does it feel too early for that. But it's it's here. And that Daytona, March Madness is right around the corner. We get so immersed in football that it sneaks up on me. So what's your next big thing as a fan, Marco? Uh, I mean, I always enjoy March Madness like all of us, but I would say it's opening day for baseball. I mean, that's the that's the next big thing because then it starts the next season and that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, the draft is right around the corner as well, but I would say opening day for baseball. Is it one of those uniform opening days again like last season where every team opens on the same day in March? If I remember correctly, it was late March. Did not check it, so I don't know exactly when opening day is and I don't know if they're doing the uh, night game, they've done that a few times, the mm-hmm. Sunday night or whatever night that they'll do like maybe a standalone game or if they're going to do everybody launches the same day. I, I haven't looked into it. Uh, it feels like it's a long way away, but I know it's around the corner. So at some point we'll get a little bit closer, but it does feel like football, it's almost kind of like, I don't know, it hasn't fully digested that it's gone <laughs> and we haven't gotten into you know, spring training and actually getting to opening day because let's be fair, as much as spring training is nice, it's fun, they're all there. Okay. And then we watch nothing. So it's about getting us to opening day. <laughs> True. Or if you're still nostalgic for football, the NFL Network is re-airing the Super Bowl broadcast in its entirety. Uh, Jay tells me that it's the Dodgers and Padres in Seoul, actually, on March 20th is the first official game. But then the rest of the league will end up opening um, closer to the end of March, March 28th. All right, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, 855-212-4227. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or Credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. fly ball it's carrying deep out in his center and that ball is out of here 
It lands in the Angels' bullpen. Otani has just hit home run number 42 of the season. That one goes 437. And right out of the blocks in the first inning tonight, it's showtime. Can't wait to join the Dodgers. Um, they share the same passion as me. I um, have a vision and a history all about winning. And I share the same values, so just can't wait to join the team and get it going. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one, Shohei Otani. It just kind of dawned on me that this was such a major story. We're talking about nonstop, about like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, who, by the way, were just featured in some package on NFL Network. I don't have the audio up, but the (laughs) video was all up in my grill here on NFL Network in studio. We were like that with Shohei Otani. Because he kept all of his thoughts and feelings and even his negotiations or meetings with teams under wraps, there was so much speculation that it was 24-7 until he decided he would join the Dodgers and then all of a sudden it died down. And that was it. And that was the end of it. But now the boys of summer are gearing up. Getting ready for spring training. If they're not there already, they're making their way. Pitchers and catchers have reported. And soon you'll hear the crack of the bat and the pop of the ball in the leather mitt. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Shohei Otani will not be pitching in 2024, but he was out there taking BP with the Dodgers on Monday. If you haven't seen it, maybe producer Jay can retweet it. Uh, Dodgers posted some video and had one from behind the cage where the ball just sailed. Now, granted, it's BP. It's like a home run derby. But still, after taking BP, after the injury issues that he went through last year that shut him down, plus the surgery, recognizing that he'll be limited to hitting this year, won't be able to pitch as he recovers from yet another one of those elbow ligament surgeries, it was good to see him out there and smacking the ball. I felt really good overall. Able to swing the bat really strong and there were some good results. It's first time hitting outside ever since that I got the oblique injury. So I was being a little careful, but overall I felt really good. And all the swings I'm taking inside the cages, they all feel good and strong. So I think we're past the oblique part. That's good. It's good to hear that Shohei is healthy and that he feels like he can gear up and work more toward the start of the season as opposed to just rehab and injury. What about the start of the season? Dodgers and Padres are actually beginning spring training a little early because they play in Seoul, South Korea to kick off the 2024 campaign so they get to start spring training early. It's a little bit like the teams that play in the Hall of Fame game to kick off the NFL training camp run. They're allowed to to be in camp a couple days early. And so will he be ready for that game? He's got to be, right? In South Korea uh, coming up on March 20th. According to him and his camp, that's what they're working toward. He's going to take it easy for now and gear up, but he did swing at 21 pitches and hit 10 of them over the fence in his first outside hitting work of spring training. 
good to see him back and moving around. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.